everybody. Welcome to Licked and Loaded. I'm Laura Desiree. And the older I get, the more I realize uh, just how terrifying it is sometimes to seek out the life that we truly want. We fall into routines. We become accustomed to everything the universe in our lifetime is dishing out to us. But there is a way to seize the life that you want. It takes a hell of a lot of bravery, a lot of persistence, and a lot of self-support. Today, my special guest is a woman who did just that. The beautiful Jada Kai left the world of competitive figure skating for Team USA to join the glamorous porn business. Let's get her in. Incredible Jada Kai. Thanks so much for being on my show. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so good. I love the pink hair, by the way. Yes, it's Marilyn meets Bozo the Clown. We're going for <laughs> runaway to the circus look. <laughs> I didn't realize Bozo was so fucking hot. <laughs> You know, I've chatted with you so many times in texts and in emails and on other interview platforms, but I love your story. It is so wildly unique. Um, you come from the world of competitive figure skating. Now you're a porn star. Before we get to porn, can you give us an idea of your skating legacy and what that held? <laughs> I, uh, I just get so thrown off when you say skating legacy. Yeah. Like, I, <laughs> it's so flattering to me. Um, so my skating career, I was, I was a skater for as long as I can remember. Um, I, I think my first time on the ice, I was six years old and I didn't start off very good, but, um, I was able to make a lot of accomplishments later on. Um, I was on Team USA for five years. I was a junior ladies bronze medalist and I actually was also an international gold medalist a, a few times. Um, yeah. And then I actually represented the Philippines because I'm first generation Filipina um, for three years, I believe. And I'm two time national champion. I didn't compete one year. Um, and I was actually able to earn the Philippines an international medal as well. Wow. So yeah, it, it was a, a good run for me for, yeah. you know, the whole figure skating thing. And that's what I mean by legacy, you know? Like, <laughs> not many people can say that they've achieved these things. It's incredible. So when you're, you. in, when you're in the figure skating world, you're in the thick of it, what was the pressure like? I always, you know, my heart goes out to some of these elite athletes because I can't imagine what it's like to live under that pressure, not only to win, but to train and constantly be the best. Yeah, it, it was a lot of pressure to uphold the schedule alone. Um, my high school career was kind of crazy. Like I could skate before school, go to school after school. And then I'd like have like 14 hour days, it seemed like. Um, and there were other pressures, like being able to like control my weight, which is something that, you know, a lot of girls struggle with. Um, and then competing alone, like trying to you know, do as good as you did last year. After I made the national team once, I 
I put myself in a whole new field and I was competing in front of national audiences and representing, you know, like a country <laughs> and um, trying to like earn medals for the US and Philippines. It was definitely really hard. And even like when your friends would come to the rink sometimes from school, it, it was like all kinds of pressure every day. <laughs> yeah. Like every time I stepped on the ice, I feel like there's a little bit of pressure there, but that's what made it fun for me, you know? Yeah. What was your, uh, what was your, your song choices for, for those uh, big skates or those big routines? <laughs> what kind of stuff were you dancing to out there? I would always listen to like hardcore gangster rap, like very <laughs> confident music like I remember listening to like G-Unit like yeah like underdogs on top <laughs> and um a lot of Beyonce because I'm yeah. like super confident like I'm gonna win the music was my go-to's I mean I would throw in like Queen in there like we are the champions you know yeah <laughs> That's, I mean, that's an anthem for anyone looking to achieve and take top spot. So that's yeah, I should, I should listen to that before like my scenes. Well, that's <laughs> funny enough. I'm going to be eventually getting around to that because I wonder <laughs> if there are similarities, right? Like in, in, in hyping yourself up. But while you're in the midst of this incredible career on ice, are you ever thinking about porn? Is, I, I know you were young, but is there any awareness or curiosity or inkling to maybe someday see yourself doing it? I think I skated until I was 22, so I was a figure skater as I was an adult as well. Um, I remember finding porn on my coach's iPad, which was funny in the Philippines. Um, but yeah, I don't think I really even thought about it. Um, yeah, it was kind of something that I was like, I didn't start watching porn until probably like the last couple of years of skating. And I never thought that I was going to do it yeah. until I came across this like YouTube video on um, this girl doing VR porn from her house. And I was looking for like a job to where I can be uh, like, what's the word for it? Um, Your mobile. Boss. <laughs> yeah, I was like, um, I want to travel still and do all these fun things. And I was like, looking, typing in the in Google, like remote jobs. I was like, I can't do fucking surveys. Like, what yeah. is this? <laughs> um, and then I took a porn break and I, I saw this like girl masturbating in her room by herself. And I was like, huh, I wonder you know, if she gets paid for that, I was yeah. like, was it like YouTube? And so I went on, on YouTube and I, I found this documentary on this girl doing VR porn. And I was like, she just like sits at home and she masturbates and it's really cool. And um, that's how I, I kind of got, I segued into porn because it was kind of rough transitioning from figure skating to well, I guess transitioning out of figure yeah. skating, I think a lot of athletes struggle with this because um, when you're a competitive athlete, you just have to eat, breathe, and like live the sport. And you can't really like think about anything else because, you know, it, it's just so demanding. Like any competitive sport is, yeah. 
insanely demanding. And, um, and when I, I was, co I was going to stay in the skating industry and I was actually teaching abroad in Thailand and my mm. boss was like really creepy and uh, he was like, you need to wear tighter pants. And I'm like, Ooh, I don't cool. really like you. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, fuck this job. Like they're taking way too much commission. They ended up taking like 70% of my commission when I was coaching over there. And, um, and so I was like, fuck this. And I left Thailand early. I got back to Colorado and I was like, okay, let's hustle. And I was like, working a retail job I was still coaching and I started bartending um bartending was like such a new life for me um there was like a lot of alcohol involved and I just like didn't start feeling good about myself you know and I was like not sleeping as much and I wanted to party and and um, my best friend actually came back home and was like, you're like not the same. And I was like, let me go with you. So um, when he went on his, on a job in um, California, that's, that's when I was like, okay, let's like leave Colorado behind. And, and that's where I was like starting to look for new jobs and found this. Yeah. Did you, so did you start then as more of a cam girl did you start yeah okay yeah independent content creator that kind of vibe yeah yeah for sure and then i i just wanted to just do more and more um i wanted to start slow because i wasn't sure like if i would like it i was yeah. so nervous before my first cam show and um i didn't like tell anyone and yeah no cam. i was like holy shit it was like really fun um i got to like talk to people and like dance and like be stupid and everyone was like very supportive of that yeah was, um, was there any my show was there any uh fear or hesitation in those early 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 experiences in sharing sexuality so sincerely and openly um yeah i i wasn't a very sexual person <laughs> i mean i like found porn on my on my husband's iPad and I like, I think I cried about it. <laughs> so silly. And then I started watching it. I was like, oh, this is really good. I had yeah. like a browser subscription and I was like, fuck yeah, all these people are so hot. Like Odsa was on there, Madison Ivy. And, and I was like, okay, I, I understand like porn, but my sex life before that, like I was only having like missionary sex and- Oh God, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. The three-minute missionary experience, right? <laughs> I mean, I would have a very long missionary experience, but I, I was, um, what people say, uh, vanilla. Right. Which isn't <laughs> a then, bad thing, but, yeah, you know, if you're... no dirty talking, none of Okay, that. well, that, then you're losing me, right? Like, I'm like, please just give me a little dirty talk. A little bit of it, <laughs> right? It's nice but that was enough for me. Yeah. All of that was, like, enough for me. Yeah. And then once I started camming, you know, I started, like you know, learning about fetishes and like learning stuff about myself and like my fetishes yeah. and which are, I've learned that I have like, a like, I'm starting to have this like ASMR fetish. Like I love it when like a girl or guy like whispers in my ear. Um, 
I love scissoring mm. and I'm learning that a lot of girls are like, you know, I'm just like in the pussy part and I'm like, you don't like scissoring? But yeah. I think it's because I um, was like such a dry humper. Like I didn't want to give my V card up <laughs> early. Yeah. So I was like, you know, dry humping guys. And <laughs> hey, don't downplay dry humping though. Okay. Cause like, I don't I feel care. like like it's it is still an amazing experience whatever point in your life and sexual journey you're in don't discount dry humping that shit's cool yeah we, everyone needs a little dry hump in yes, there. You <laughs> and i feel like dry humping is like kind of close to scissoring but it's like wet and you're rubbing on a pussy and it's just so good yeah, and these are all the things that you discover when you start to explore your sexuality. So I have to ask, did you ever hear anything from the skating world as you started to explore uh, a sexual career, a sex-based career? Did you ever hear from them like, hey, don't do this or be cautious of it? Or was it something that you weren't even tuned to listen to? Yeah, I mean, skate, like my skating career, I was like, my friends would call me. I was kind of like a pseudo celebrity, you know, I wasn't like, I was popular in the skating world, but, um, and, you know, I've had like articles out on me. So I was kind of like a lot more visible than, um, you know, some people, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that's weird to say, but, um, it was, it was definitely something that I've, <laughs> I was like thinking about I'm very like conscious of um I was like if people like find out my name or anything about my past then you know everything's gonna like be there and um actually I came out of the whole like skating uh I guess my name got tied with porn in the public eye because um skating was involved with the me too movement yes and um yeah and one of the athletes who i knew and like competed against with um had an allegation against one of the pair skaters on team usa and i actually had trained with him hmm. um and i knew him during his like early adulthood and he already had like really bad like consent habits to where he would go after people that were under the age of consent and kind of like take advantage of those girls and um you know like those cases never went as far as rape or anything and he made like unconsensual moves on me and i don't want to say that i am like traumatized by it at all or anything like that but you know if you're violating consent, I believe that that's something that should be talked about. And that's something that I didn't talk about. I saw that a lot of people were giving this girl that decided to open up about it um, a really hard time, um, you know, saying that it wasn't a big deal or anything. And it definitely was. So I, I ended up sharing my story too. And as I was doing that, I didn't want um, my career to like get away or get in the way of anything so I was very like transparent about it like you know I I'm Melissa and now I'm Jada um, I hope this doesn't like take away from everything but I, I did know this guy when he was younger and 
consent is definitely something that should be taught in this industry and in every industry. Yeah. It's yeah. very important and um, it's just a, a way of, of respect and it just happens way too much. And so I think the only, not the only way, but a good way to, you know, fix a problem is by talking about it. Yeah. I, I want to, I want to recognize what you just did here and and you talked about it and you shared your experience and I want to say thank you for that. There are oh, listeners yeah. right now that are probably uh, feeling in a, a little relief, feeling heard, feeling seen, and uh, you might be reached out by a few of them. We don't know. And this is why I love doing this show. You get these wonderful opportunities to access some very vulnerable, very important, valuable qualities in a person. And so thank you for sharing that. Seriously. Yeah. Um, so I guess like going back to your question, um, yeah, that's how my, I was kind of like, okay, Melissa is Jaina now. And, um, and I mean, it wasn't how I wanted to come out, but I think it was like important for me to, you know, like stand by the people who were affected and like be there for those people. And mentally, so just you with yourself as you're making this transition and you, you fearlessly have pursued it. It is fearless because a lot of people would crumble under uh, the reaction that they get from their social circle, their community, even their you know, original fan base. So mentally, what did that take to keep yourself on this path moving forward towards you know, a career in porn and a successful one at that? Oh man, yeah, there's definitely a lot of, I think everyone just like looks at it differently. It's like not necessarily conventional, you know, and um, there are people with like beliefs, I guess. And um, so there are people that definitely do not support what I do whatsoever. And some people look at it as art and some people look at it as like fucking pure sin and evil and I'm like I'm literally making love (laughs) not hurting anyone you know but yeah I I would say that it's pretty hard especially like having friends like find out what I do and just being like yeah I'm not gonna associate with you anymore It, it definitely like really hurts the heart um but I'm thankful to have you know some people in my family actually like being supportive and like calling me an entrepreneur. Um, I remember actually talking to my former boss in like retail, she was my manager and she was, I, I look to her as like very inspirational. I go to her for business advice in this career field. And I remember like telling her like, oh, so I do porn now. Like, <laughs> And she was like, uh, and I ended up telling her like everything about it. Like, you know, now I'm a brand. And she was like, wow, you're like definitely truly an entrepreneur. And so hearing that definitely feels good. Um, And also I would imagine a lot of these people in your life that may have given you negative feedback about it, they become replaced as you make more friends and you make more allies and you build build a community for yourself in the adult world. I I would imagine that more people filter in that are here to be supportive for you. Yeah, and I think that, that I can't take, you know, the people not supporting me to 
too seriously or, or like take it too hard. Um, because I, I know how I thought about sex work before I joined and I didn't think it was right. I was like a very Catholic, hmm. you know, conservative girl um, when I was growing up. And, and so I kind of like understand their perspective. And I mean, hopefully they learn that like sex work is work when, when they get exposed to it more. I think every day people are becoming more open-minded to this industry. And I, I think that's really good for the sex work movement. Definitely, especially with even just the boom in independent content creators during this pandemic. I mean, there's so many more people filtering and, and, and populating this community in so many different variations, whether it is just the independent content creator that makes a little masturbation video and sells that, or the person who is, you know, pursuing doing full blown, you know, boy, girl, 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 whatever, like actual scenes with another uh, human being and with a company. So what would you say to those people that are trying to make the decision for themselves as to whether or not they want to pursue this industry? Like what do they need to possess to, 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 I guess, pursue and succeed at it? What do you need? I think the biggest thing is being very like confident in your body. Like, um, I know that there's some not like full nude models, but you have to be in front of a camera every day unless you're just doing like purely like ASMR <laughs> stuff with, with no video. But um, I would say definitely know what your limits are, know where you wanna like kind of like push yourself sexually. And you, I think just like self-awareness is definitely something that that you need to have in this industry. For sure. Yeah. Well, good answer. Self-awareness. You got to know yourself. Well done. Well, well said, I should say. Uh, so you are still considered a newcomer to porn. Is that fair to say? I guess so. Yeah. It's so funny. I like, I've been in for three years now, but, um, I, I've like made my steps in this industry. I, I was actually on set and, um, kind of talking about how I started and, uh, the director, I remember him saying, like, I feel like Cammy is like the gateway drug to, <laughs> to Ford. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I feel like you're completely right. Yeah, but it's, I think it's, it's a good gateway in a sense because, you know, you are in control of it and you have to make all those shots and decisions yourself. So you kind of, you can build up a good confidence in doing that, especially if you have a good experience doing it. But uh, do you watch your stuff? Your, your, your clips now, your full-blown, fabulous clips. Do you watch those? You know, I do. And yeah? I have, yeah, I have fun watching. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, what's going yeah it's like I get to, like, relive it, you know? It's yeah. really fun. Yeah. Do you have um, and I, I edit all my content, so I definitely watch myself there. Definitely. And um, that's so funny. I was editing content yesterday, and I, and I had to take a little masturbation break. <laughs> I was like, it's so hard to do and stay focused. Like, I'm just like too horny right now. Fuck. Badass. I would be doing the same. I'd be just watching my shit, being like, yeah. I remember. Oh, please go ahead. I remember someone tweeted like, what level narcissism is it if I masturbate to my porn? And I was like, 
<laughs> just make me laugh because I'm like, God damn it, I'm always masturbating with myself. Nothing wrong with it at all. I mean, people put mirrors above their bed for a fucking reason, you know? That's the thing. Ooh, I forgot about that. I you remember know, right? staying at one hotel that had one. Me too. Maybe I maybe I should have one here. Yeah, it's it's a sexy little detail that you don't notice the minute you walk in, but you notice it when you get on that bed, right? <laughs> yeah. That's hot. Aside from <laughs> your own amazing content, what would be some of your top searches uh, when you're looking to get off and you're accessing a porn platform? Um, I I love hmm, I love so much stuff. I love amateur porn. You know, I love the ASMR stuff. Like I said earlier, um, I love like role play too. Mm. I'm into some of the new, I, I explore when I, I yeah. watch. There's not, it just like depends on the mood. I'll, I'll share, <laughs> I'll share mine. I have, I have some very specific ones. I love watching men use a random object to masturbate with. Like if you've made a homemade fleshlight, I've watched that video. I love edging videos. I also love guys hooked up to milking machines. The things that you would put on a cow's udder. So it's like a motorized fleshlight toy thing. So all of that, like that's my go-to. And those are- Whoa, I have never seen those videos. I'm gonna send you So you watch like solo males? I love solo male. Um, and it's especially good if I can see their face because I'm big on the facial reactions as the climax is coming. Like that turns me on. There's such like uh, a surrender in their face, right? Yeah. I, I love a guy's face when they're like about to come. Yeah. It's it, so hot. And it also makes a shape that like you never see it do outside of that moment. Yeah. And, and you know exactly what's happening. <laughs> yeah, you really do. There's no denying it at that point. Oh my gosh. So what would you say makes powerful pornography? Like what are the ingredients to making a very memorable, um, uh, effective porn scene today? I think it's all in the like actual chemistry between the performers. That's why I like um, performing with Jackie Knight so much. We have been hooking up for like, I don't know, like, God, like at least 10 years now. So our chemistry is there. He's always like my favorite person to, to make porn with. And, um, and even though we've been having sex for so long, it, it feels like it's new every day. Mm. And I, I think that's really, I think that's what shows on film. Like you can't really like fake chemistry um at the end of the day like I feel like you can like fake a performance and stuff like that but I think chemistry is so transparent so you know whether it's a a scene with like a ton of acting and you're role playing as like different people I think or if the budget is like through the roof I don't I don't think any of that matters um yeah it's just like the connection that two people are three or whatever more. people have um you know uh together shows like a very powerful scene yeah the 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 sex itself just becomes undeniably more intense both for the viewer and i'm sure the people having it i mean you can see that you can see a grip get tighter on a, someone's body you can see a thrust more impassioned like i i, I get you chemistry is something that i certainly value as a viewer absolutely yeah 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 I, I feel like 
that's just what makes porn so beautiful yeah and it makes it art because yeah. you know it you just can't fake chemistry <laughs> and like when you get that level of raw vulnerability and raw pleasure captured that's art right there that is mm -hmm. art my friend yeah. So are, are you going to do a skating porn anytime? <laughs> I actually, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it. No one <laughs> said that I couldn't. So I guess here I am talking about it. Um, I am going to be doing a scene at the end of this month um, with a, a very big company. And um, nice. Yeah. And so they're like, helping me like get back on the ice and train a little bit they're getting new skates so they're definitely really like taking care of me for this like big um big scene yeah i, I, I was actually and i actually did another scene um that i was not happy about whatsoever um uh -oh. i i did this like vr scene and i would i showed up as a, a skater in the film and i ended up hooking up with my coach for the scene and what they did was i guess i'll say the company um it was for sex like real mm -hmm. and they actually took my figure skating photos from when from one of my competitions when i was in high school oh. under oh. 18 and they they put my photos with with my porn and I was like, I don't even have rights to those photos. Like you can't advertise it like that. They ended up taking it down immediately, but it's like, you know better than that. Yeah. Like you don't, like, why did you even have me show up on set to do like all you these should, album covers? You shouldn't have to tell them this. Right? And um, yeah, I, I was very disappointed. I mean, I thought a fan would do that eventually. And like, I would have to be like, you know, like have to report it but it's like you can't take my my like kid pictures and put oh. it with my porn like that's so inappropriate and i'm so happy to hear and, that was taken down it was yeah it was definitely like taken down so i'm very happy that i get to work with a a new company for the scene i get to skate in it um and it should be a lot of fun that sounds so sexy. And of course, last question for the day. Okay. We talked about, we talked about preparing uh, for a, a high pressure skating uh, moment, a skating uh, routine, a skating, just the world and pressures of skating and how you hype up for it. Let's talk about porn and getting ready. Like just like an athlete in the locker room has their favorite mixtape and they rage out to it. What do you do to hype up before shoot? It's so fun. I was literally just talking about this. Like, oh my God, like whenever I'm getting ready for like, you know, porn scene or to like even make my own content, you know, like putting on my makeup, like yeah. it definitely like brings up, it's very um like nostal like what is what's the word for it? It's like nostalgic for me. Like it's sentimental, it's nostalgic, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, it feels like I'm about to compete. So, you know, I, <laughs> I throw on like a sexy playlist and get myself in the mood and put some makeup on and and that's how I like hide myself up. I like stand in front of the mirror and like <laughs> I definitely get so nervous and like have borderline anxiety attacks but <laughs> you know it's still really fun i i think i am 
just like the adrenaline junkie that like loves putting myself in situations where <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. Are you thinking but, about how, how it must look watching you get all hyped? Is that what's going through your head? Bending over yeah, the I'm just, being like, she gonna get it? Back yeah, home. I'm like, okay, gonna get some dick today. Like, gonna put on a performance. <laughs> I know that's the same thing, you know? I'm still, like, doing my stretches. Like, <laughs> okay, I gotta get my back bends in. And <laughs> it's, so like, literally the same routine. Yeah. Like, I don't know what's different. Well, I, I think it's, it comes for, from a place of expertise. So don't stop doing whatever you're doing, right? Like, just keep it moving at that point. Yeah, um, I, it's probably the same for all, sorry. Yeah, it's probably no, the same for all performers, you yeah. know? Like, yeah, we have our little warm-up routines and all that. And it becomes this, like, uh, you know, this tradition, this little um, reliable routine we have that gets us ready and confident, right? It's almost sacred at times. Jada, for thank sure. you so much for today. Please let everyone know where to find you, how to connect with you and all that shit. Um, so you can find me on officialjadakai.com. All my links are there. Um, it's on my, you can find me on Pornhub. Just Google Jada Kai and you'll just find all the things. Amazing. Thank you so much once again for being here and sharing your story. Yeah, of course. It was really fun. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, uh, I hope all of you listeners at home also enjoyed it. Remember to subscribe to this channel. You never want to miss an episode of Licked and Loaded. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for having me. <laughs> see ya.